Hello, Funkin' listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And that's your host, Kyle. Bringing you smooth jazz and funky facts about shit you don't care about. (laughs) One of those things is right. One of those things is true. Guess which one? Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. They won't have to in a minute. Touche. I'm Kyle. That's Peter. We're bringing you the. We're bringing you the facts. Uh, we're doing kind of a series of mini-sodes lately mm. where we take familiar tunes that most non-insane people or hermits are aware of, their existence, their tune. They could whistle it if you, if you told them to, um, but they don't necessarily know where it came from. Uh, I know f- for this particular one, I had no idea where it came from. Um, I didn't even know it had a name. But I I knew I knew it had a name and I knew there was like a what do you call it lyrics I suppose mm-hmm. to it but I the life of me couldn't remember where I heard it learned it whatever and I guess without further spoiler before we even though even though the name is probably in the title mm. before before I say the name of the tune I'm just gonna play the first part and I want to see how you react Peter yeah. He did it. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, that little knock rhythm, whatever, mm-hmm. it's called uh, Shave and a Haircut. It's a comedic little tune that basically is a famous, what's called a, uh, it's a seven note thing. It's do, 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 do. So, yeah. Um, that's called a musical call and response couplet. Mm. And I guess it's, popularly popularly used at the end of like a musical performance or a comedy sketch kind of to create comedic effect is it a call and response because someone does the first five notes and someone else does the last two like we just did yes yeah usually that's the case when whether that be two different instruments two different people saying the lyrics two different people creating the sound whatever it's Mm. Someone doing the first five, and then someone else doing the last two. Gotcha. And it, it and can it's be th- funny, as you probably saw with the Knox listeners. So funny. Yeah, it can be either used uh, like melodically, like like I said, through lyrics, or rhythmically through uh, notes. For example, a door knock, like we just did. Fun fact: I didn't actually knock on a door. I knocked on my desk. I uh, just slapped my desk. <laughs> I just slapped my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> The f- trying to pin down where the hell this came from actually was odd. So mm. the most early occurrence of this tune that I could find, uh, and by that I mean found on Wikipedia, um, <laughs> is from the 1899 song by Charles Hale called At a Dark Town Cakewalk. Okay. This tune basically sounds like the kind of thing you'd hear in like a really shitty silent movie, not that all, mm. not that most silent movies weren't, weren't probably crap back then. Mm. We're gonna play a little clip of this song, and you'll definitely hear the uh, shave and haircut call and response at the end of the, I don't know what you call it, line of notes. <laughs>
Well, that was fun. Yay. Again, this is just, you know, this is a musical piece from 1899. I think this is like before they probably had the ability to record human voice on record. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, no, we can't do that yet. That's too advanced. There was other songs, you know, throughout the 10s, 20s, and 30s that had this sort of call and response as well. Car horns also have this goofy song that you can have programmed into it or whatever. Uh, it's I don't know if I've heard it as a full car horn. Like, I know you can honk your horn to do it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that too. I guess you could just, like, honk your horn, and since it is a call and response, it can be used as a form of, like, you know, can you hear me? Where if they respond with the proper notes back, you know that they, you know, are aware of your existence. Well, a good way to make people aware of your existence, listeners, is to honk your car horn repeatedly. True. Another funny reason that it's often used in communication is because it's also something very easily communicated through Morse code. It's basically just like five dots in that pattern and then dash, dash. That makes sense. So, yeah, it's a it's a simple thing. On that note, as far as like, you know, it being a form of communication, something I did find really interesting was that during the Vietnam War, um, U.S. prisoners of war would use that shave and haircut bit uh as what's called a shibboleth, which is kind of like a nonverbal form of cultural communication. Hmm. Um, whereas, like, you know... Word of the day listeners. Yeah, only only people in your from your country, from your culture, whatever, would uh, know the significance. Um, hmm. But, yeah, prisoners, when new prisoners would be brought in, uh, let's say, you know, to an adjacent cell or something, a prisoner hmm. would knock the first five notes onto the cell wall, and then the... If the other prisoner not, you know, responded with the other two, they knew that those prisoners were uh, U.S. soldiers because it's uh. a, it's very much a U.S. thing. It's something that, like, I guarantee we all know, but I, if you probably went to, like, France or Spain, there might be less of a chance of them knowing that bit. That's weird. I wonder if it's um, proliferated more it probably into, has. like, just other, like, parts of Western culture. Yeah, especially or, uh, yeah, any anywhere. I, I don't know. I'm curious about that. Especially in the with the dawn of the internet, it probably has. But maybe even mm. even in the 70s, it was still kind of a, a localized American thing. But um, but yeah. So this this tune was used uh for POWs to identify each other as U.S. Uh, soldiers, and once that was established, they could actually. Uh, communicate with each other with with what's called a quadratic alphabet code, where it's like sort of like Morse code. It's it's series of knocks that can be uh can be basically deciphered as written or spoken speech, whatever written language. I'm just looking quadratic alphabet code really quick because oh, it's also known as tap code I guess, or knock code, I guess, for the reason that you just said. Oh, I see. So there's a basically a grid of one to five in two directions and depending on which number you start and end with it means a different letter oh that makes sense so you do you do the first row and then you pause and you do the second yeah you you do like the the x and the y or like the row and the column okay okay so it's kind of like morse code but it's not like each letter has its well each letter does i guess have its own uh, knock, yeah, it's it's, it's like in, well, 
I guess you could see it this way because like Morse code, you can do long and short bits basically of sound. Whereas with a knock, you can't really do that. There's just the one sound. So I guess this is a different way of communicating different letters with only the knock rather than having a short and long sound. That, that makes sense. Uh, and I guess that's why it's a thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I actually learned another new thing because, yeah, I didn't know that's how it was uh, communicated. So, see, shaving haircuts saved lives. Probably. Yeah. Um, other places that I found that shaven haircut was used was in early cartoons, uh, particularly Looney Tunes. Um, either characters would make the first five sounds and then an inanimate object would make the second two, mm. uh, whether that be a car horn or the window shutter slapping or something, mm. just as a kind of cutesy play on music or whatever. Those tunes were quite loony. Yes. It was used as a an ending uh, for many cartoon shows sort of after the credits kind of before before they got Porky Pig to do the whole that's all folks mm. the funny thing is because it was so prolific in early uh, cartoons like Booney Tunes and Chuck Jones and stuff uh, decades later that plot couplet device actually became was used in the movie uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit by the antagonist Judge Doom who is played by... Fuck. Uh, oh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. Totally, yeah. I totally just had a brain fart. Oh, I forgot he played that character. Yeah, uh, played by Christopher Lloyd. And he tapped the first five notes of that song with the idea being that tune characters can't resist finishing the line with the two bits part. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch this movie again. I forgot how, like, adult it was. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen it. For some reason, I always think that the main guy, the non-animated guy in the movie, is Danny DeVito, and it's not, because he sounds just like Danny DeVito. <laughs> kind of looks like him, too. He's a also little bit, the, yeah. He also played Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. No shit. Uh, so you mentioned that the first like known occurrence of it is from the 1899 song? Yes. Is it possible that it existed before that and like culturally it just made its way into that song that people now know, kind of? It's possible. Uh, even Wikipedia basically said other songs from the same period also used the tune. So uh, there was another tune in 1911 called, uh, called Hot Scotch Rag that used it as well, uh, that being obviously 12 years later. Um, I wonder they, if Charles Hale sued them because they sampled it. <laughs> it's the first known sample oh god hmm. yeah it was also it says it was also used in like humorous sort of comedic songs of the time like in 1915 a comedian by the name of Billy Murray not related to Bill Murray hmm. was a part of an American quartet you know those guys with the straw hats that sing weird and there was a song they had called on the 515 uh, that also had that call and response Oh, okay. So. And when, did that, when was that a thing? Nineteen uh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah, basically like from eight, turn of the century, I guess, is probably the best time to pinpoint it. So yeah, old-timey songs used it a lot because it was funny to people back then. And then <laughs> it, it, because a, a lot of, I think, obviously it made its way into silent films and then in, into cartoons. And a lot of early cartoons didn't really have dialogue. 
so they relied on musical cues for comedy. This was obviously a very familiar musical cue for people, so it kind of just, you know, it progenated from there, I guess. Mm. All the way into our little podcast. Exactly. Uh, What, 118 years later? (laughs) Thereabouts, yeah. Cool. Well, if you've never heard this tune anywhere, uh, tell us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash getyourfunk. What else is a thing? Oh, so getyourfunk.com is a thing. Oh, yeah. And that thing has all of our episodes, including other tunes that you may have heard but not are familiar with. I'm good at talking. (laughs) That's always a good asset for uh, having a podcast. Since my brain is dying, I think we'll uh, let you go. But uh, thanks for listening if you did. And if you didn't, then, well, you're not hearing this. (laughs) If you you didn't, fuck you. (laughs) 